Hey everybody, you're listening to localjobnetwork.com radio and the podcast Moving Up the Ladder. Now, if it's the first time that you're checking in, first of all, where have you been? But we do want to give you a clue that this is a podcast designed to help you improve in the success of your career. Now, personal development is always an important topic, and it's what we're looking at for this episode. We're also speaking with Michelle M. Smith, the Vice President of Business Development at O.C. Tanner. Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you, Tim. Thrilled to be with you. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. As I said, a topic that's always important and I think on the top of people's minds. The first question we always like to ask our guests with something like this, though, is how do you define that term personal development when you're talking about one's career? Well, Tim, I think most of us have a pretty good idea of the person we'd like to be and the life we'd like to have. Many years ago, Gandhi had said, be the change you want to see in the world. My definition of personal development is a variation of Gandhi's view. Be the person you aspire to be. And by that, I mean you should behave and speak as as best as you can, Mm -hmm. like the idealized version of yourself would act and speak, you know, sort of kind of creating your own self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. And the more you do it, the more you come closer to becoming that person that you, in fact, want to be. And that's the key. But most people, I think, get it backwards. They don't see that they can create themselves. Sort of they spend their life saying, as soon as I have the right skills, mm-hmm. I can do a better job and be successful. And that's what I call the have, do, be focus. But if we just flip that to adopt a be, do, have philosophy, we will be much happier and achieve our goals much faster. So my view would be, be the person you'd ultimately like to be, again, as best you can be with what you have right now. Do what that person would do in the workplace and at home, and you will ultimately have what a person like that would have. That is very interesting and a unique perspective, as you talked about there. I mean, is there another way you can describe how that's different than what we might typically hear, especially when we're talking about a career? I feel like maybe there's not the focus on who we are as much as what we're labeled as. I don't know if I'm phrasing that right. Sure, sure. Yeah. I think it's it's just a chicken or egg interpretation of what comes hmm. first. Okay. You know, we so many of us in the workplace, we're pursuing that, you know, that concept of development to improve our job options, to, you know, to achieve our own level of success. And we assume that by focusing on developing ourselves in the workplace, it's what we must do to become more accomplished and build that career. But I suggest instead that we think about learning those new skills and doing whatever work we do mm-hmm. as a means to personal development and not the other way around. Don't separate yourself from your job in that sense. Being and behaving like the best receptionist or engineer or accounts payable clerk is exactly how you develop personally and professionally in the workplace. All right. Now, I saw where you had mentioned a certain group of people, and I'll let you uh, fill in the blanks there, about being good examples of how we should view personal development. Can you fill us in on on that group of people that uh, that you mentioned in an article you wrote, as well as examples of of why you think they're uh, they're good people to follow? Sure. I mentioned um, the Trappist monks, which are a thousand-year-old order of uh, the Catholic religion, they're quite excellent businessmen, and, and they've been among the world's most successful businessmen for over a thousand years. And I think, rightly so, because they dedicate their entire lives to personal development. They really exemplify that be, do, have approach that I mentioned. For them, everything that they do is a part of personal development. Being on time for work, it isn't you know just a part of the job description. Mm-hmm. It's a way for them to build their self-discipline, to show consideration for their customers, their fellow monks. So 
in other words, everything that they're doing, it isn't a result of their personal development. It's an expression of that personal development. But you don't have to be a monk to, <laughs> in fact, make this work. You know, sure. we, we have many examples of current day leaders who are very well respected, like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, who are wildly successful, not in spite of their high principles, but precisely because of those principles. I like the way that's put. I appreciate that example as well and a couple of the more modern people that, uh, again, we can look to. I guess another question that comes up is why do you feel it is important to be able to understand yourself when it comes to being able to develop throughout your career? Well, like, like any undertaking, Tim, it's really essential to have a desired end result before you embark on anything. Without a goal, you're kind of aimlessly wandering rather than heading, you know, towards your result efficiently and effectively. Sure. So I think most of us have a pretty good idea of how we'd like to improve as an employee. And that's where you start with that vision of your ideal self or that ideal job you want to have in the workplace. And then work to gain any experiences or skills that you may be lacking right now um, to get yourself there. But I won't let you off the hook while you develop those competencies. I'm going to mm -hmm. encourage you to conduct yourself every day in the best possible way. And I offer this advice to help you. Focus and play to your strengths more than really focusing and being consumed by your weaknesses. Unless those weaknesses are really disabling and holding you back, I believe that just doing more of what you're good at will get you further in the workplace than doing a little better in areas where you may have some deficiencies. So try to seek out opportunities everywhere, you know, in your job to do more of what you're good at while you're working on improving in other areas. Well, that's interesting because I feel a lot of times in the workplace, of course, you have the idea of areas of improvement and that's where you want to get better. And of course, I think we all understand that. But with your focusing the idea of playing to those strengths, do you see that as being like the most important aspect to this personal development aspect, or do you see other areas that are as important as far as looking to be successful in this realm? I do see playing to your strengths and being true and being consistent to that vision of your ideal self as being really critical. And the workplace is a perfect laboratory for mm. practicing our skills and, and perfecting those strengths. And each one of us should be taking advantage of that every single day, not just because it probably opens up all kinds of other opportunities for us, but it also addresses that continuous need these days in a highly competitive, very fast-paced, you know, marketplace right. to grow and learn and remain relevant. And it's, you know, it's hard to know what the future will look like, but it's certainly pretty clear to, to all of us that the chances are pretty high that the, the workplace of the future is going to look vastly different than it does today. So if we aren't investing in ourselves by continually learning new skills so we can always add value to our organizations, we risk having our skills become obsolete or taken over by automation. So it really is a necessity. But again, I would encourage, instead of the fear factor of your job survival, mm -hmm. do it because what we become by remaining interesting, talented, relevant people will serve us in, not only in the workplace, but in every aspect of our lives. How about some other tips that you might give listeners about personal development? Uh, I had seen some things out there you had written about possibly taking on, quote unquote, a lesser role or taking a chance on an actual passion of yours versus sort of just being in that job because you need a job, because you want that security. Uh, I guess in areas like that, what would you point to as some advice for our listeners? All of the above, Tim. You, you articulated perfectly. I mean, every one of us should be seeking out companies, leaders, challenges, mentors, 
teachers that will help us to grow and be more of that person that we want to be to gain that job that, that we aspire to. Even if it means, as you allude to, that we, you know, we pass up the safe bet job or, or sure thing sort of project mm-hmm. for another project that will give us greater opportunity to learn and grow. We want to cultivate people and relationships that will also inspire us and challenge us to become better. And the good news is that these days in the workplace, a lot of companies offer a variety of ways for us to be able to contribute and take on more responsibility rather than just that traditional method of working your way straight up the corporate ladder. So don't just focus on the job above the one you have now, even if it's a job that you eventually want. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to look to your side, maybe even look to your downward to find those opportunities where you can learn new skills, take on different responsibilities, work for different leaders or in different departments or locations that will all, you know, build your resume and your skill set. And each one of these will likely benefit you in the long run, certainly put you in a, in a better position to take on the next role that you aspire to. Sure. I think you did touch a little bit there on what individuals can do, even within their current employer. I do think sometimes that they find it difficult to uh, maybe grow because there might be a stringent path, as you said, this idea of moving up the ladder, of course, what the show is based on. Any other small tips or piece of advice for people who maybe say, you know, I don't really know how to do that within my company. I'm sort of stuck in this role. Are there little things you can do or things on the side possibly to help grow in these ways? Absolutely. And and this is like a rich topic. We, you and I could talk for an hour. Just I'm, sure, I'm sure we could. <laughs> most, most of us are, you know, in our current role and, and we'd like to stay there and improve. So a couple pieces of advice. First, the most important thing for us all to realize is that our position or our job title isn't equal to what our contribution is or could be at work. Hmm. This is a huge misconception in the workplace. You don't need a big title. You don't need people reporting to you to make an impact on your company right where you are or to influence others in your organization in the job you have now. Kind of goes back to that be, do, have concept. Right. If you be the person you aspire to be, it's very likely you will be, you know, moved into that role. And I'm sure your listeners can think of hundreds of examples of this happening every day. They know people who have far more influence in their companies than their job titles would normally afford them. So first of all, don't let that hold you back. Secondly, pay attention to what is recognized and rewarded in your organization. And I hope there's lots of examples of that. Whether you personally or you observe others receiving recognition for accomplishments that they've achieved, there's a lot that we can learn from observing those award presentations. Hmm. Leaders recognize and reward the behaviors and results that are important to the company achieving its overall goals. So it's a great method for understanding, first, what is important to your company, and by observing what is applauded and awarded, you have a wonderful example of what that behavior really looks like. So many of us in our current roles, we have a hard time really understanding. You know, we have the beautiful posters on the wall in the lunchroom with the corporate mission statement Mm -hmm. and the corporate goals, but we don't really understand how we can individually impact them. But if we hear a story of, you know, Susie over here did this, and this is how she calmed down and irate customer or something else. That's a great learning experience for us to understand 
oh, that's what it means to go above and beyond in customer service, or that's what's important to the company. Or Now I understand how giving great customer service saves the company a lot of money. So it's a great way to really make those goals on the lunchroom wall come to life for you. So there's much, much, much we can do right where we are right now. We just need to look for it. I think those are terrific examples for our listeners to take hold of as we talk about this idea of, again, personal development and being able to grow, as well as being yourself, of course, as you've been talking about. Right. As we look at sort of on the other side of things, then, we all want to do this. We all want to aspire to be better and be ourselves. What would you say, though, is the biggest challenge often when we're talking about the subject? And that's a very interesting question. And I, I think most of us get hung up when we compartmentalize our thinking about personal development. Okay. And when we do that, we squander a lot of opportunities. Hmm. We think that, okay, I'm interested. I got to find time this week to work on a new skill. And, and yes, I strongly advocate setting aside time to learn new skills, improve your character, broaden your knowledge base. You know, that is absolutely something we should be doing. But if we are focusing on doing the very best job we can do at what we are doing every minute of the day and not settling for mediocre performance from ourselves, kind of like the Trappist monks, you know, everything they do, selling with integrity, good customer service, being on time, it's an expression of their personal development. Use that to your benefit and be the best you can be at what you're doing right now. That's a way to get noticed by your leadership. That's a way to, you know, be identified as someone who's an up-and-comer with potential. And like most things, the more we do them, the better we become at them. And so I think that's a highly effective way to approach personal development and be successful with it. A little bit in the same vein, maybe, are there any other common mistakes that you see from individuals? Of course, you can talk about the idea of have, do, be, right. maybe being that, that common mistake, but um, you know, maybe something within that area or another aspect that you think people really make mistakes when it comes to doing this. Sure. And you're right, Tim, that flipping your focus from have, to be to be, do, have is very important. I would say the other thing that really trips people up is the mistaken belief that you have to have everything you need before you can make progress at work. And, okay. and by that, I mean, we've been so indoctrinated on the job that we have to have a prestigious degree, the right skills, the perfect resume before we almost even earn the right to expect more at work. And that perception holds so many people back or it causes them to, to just give up on their professional development because they see the gap is so wide between where they are now and where they want to be. And it's just simply not true. Start with where you are, however inadequate you may be, you know, feel or believe that is right now. Start to think and act like you imagine you would think and behave if you had all those skill sets and all those experiences that you're working towards developing. And if you do, I promise you're going to achieve your goals much faster. So don't let anything hold you back and don't let anyone tell you that you can't achieve what you'd like to achieve. Well, Michelle, I definitely think you've given us a lot to chew on and given our listeners some nice advice as well as to uh, how to develop what they're doing, be themselves. And within the framework, again, of our careers, whether it be in a current job or maybe looking elsewhere. Sure. As we look to wrap up, we always give our guests sort of the opportunity to give our listeners a final takeaway from our conversation. What final message would you want to convey about what we've been talking about today? Maybe it's something we didn't touch on or anything you'd want to emphasize. First, I'd encourage as leaders 
to understand and apply everything that we've talked about here as well, that um, you're not off the hook as, as a leader, even if you're in the job that you love and you don't have any further aspirations. But also as a leader, I'd really like to encourage you to take advantage of the communication and training vehicle we just talked about, Tim, a moment ago mm-hmm. when we spoke about recognition and awards. Because reinforcing the behaviors, the activities, and the results that you need from your team with recognition and appreciation is just something that has been proven time and again to be highly effective and a highly profitable method for companies to make sure they align their employees behind their objectives and to increase their their odds of achieving their corporate goals because employees understand how they can fit in and impact that goal. But of course, also, recognizing those productive efforts and those and rewarding those excellent results of your your team is a fantastic way to develop employees. So I've talked a lot about, you know, self-driven motivation here for personal development. But as a leader, I think you've got the responsibility to work to help develop your team. And we as employees learn what we're good at from the feedback that we receive from our leaders. So leaders, I'm putting out a call to action for you. And for everyone, I just really encourage you that if you really want authentic, fulfilling success in your job, resist viewing development as a way to become great at what you do, but instead, always try to be as great as you possibly can and work to the best of your ability and express your development that way. Be and do, and you will have. All right. Well, that sounds like a great way to wrap things up here today on this episode of Moving Up the Ladder, a part of LJN Radio. Our expert guest once again has been Michelle M. Smith, the Vice President of Business Development over at OC Tanner. Michelle, thanks again for coming on, giving us your insights today. Pleasure, Tim. I so appreciated it. Of course, we also want to hear from you, the listeners. If you have any thoughts on future topics you'd like us to cover on LJN Radio, just email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.